Welcome back, welcome back. Realism Live Sports Talk, episode 112. Yes, yes. Thank y'all for watching this on the YouTube channel, listening on the podcast. My boy Tommy's running the Facebook page. So check that out. If you haven't, if you haven't liked our Facebook page, check it out. We got all kinds of stuff on there. We take it on all comers, and we love to collab with other pods. And speaking of that, your boy is going to be on a pod at 9 p.m. So right now, before we even get started, go ahead and subscribe to Teague's Take. T-A-G-U-E. Teague's Take. And it's hosted by the legend himself, the defender of the star, Mr. George Teague. I will be on there tonight, right after this episode, 9 p.m. What up, Keith? 9 p.m. I'm going to be on there. Grateful for that. Thank you for the opportunity, Mr. George T. Right now behind me, as you can see, I got the big board for the Raw show for our, our uh, Raw Sports Talk League. Um, I got my man right there, Kobe. I got the Mamba. And then, of course, I got the love for my mama right there. Can't do nothing without her watching over me. But, you know, Relics of Sports Talk, where we talk about sports from Hall of Famers to local talent to the big time storylines. And speaking of the local talent, you guys keep a lookout. From this area, from the Harrisburg area, one of my best friends, Angel Pacheco. I've known him since we were in high school. What up, Tommy? Big time storylines. You got it, baby. One of my best friends, Angel Pacheco. He's got three sons. Amazing at basketball. What up, Brad? <laughs> Brandon throwing it in the SummerSlam. We could do it on the Raw show, baby. Um, but he got three boys. I was privileged to be a part of their lives. Um, I'm going to have a group session on here because the second one, after his standout high school, high school career, is about to go to college and continue on. The youngest one is a two-time national champion now. Big-time things in this area. Coach Angel, I just talked about you, baby, you and your, and your boys. I can't wait to have y'all on. That's local talent in the Valley that people ain't talking about. Um, but people, things people ain't still ain't talking about is JMU athletics women-wise. We talk about the sports for the football and everything for JMU. But look out for Miss Miss Kendall. And I want to make sure I say her last name right. Aarons. She is the assistant women's golf coach at James Madison for the girls. All the way from Mississippi. Quality, quality woman. Her and her husband, Ryan. So glad that my brother introduced me to them. Great people, great people. Um, I look forward to talking to her about the upcoming season, what's it like coming from Mississippi State, her, her days in the SEC, um, and joining the Sunbelt Conference, you know what I'm saying? JMU's doing big things out there. I'm glad I can be a part of it a little bit. Touch faith with her. But today, 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 we are talking about the NFL legal issues. Some wide receivers finally getting that bag. The Cowboys reign supreme. Oh, my God, almost threw up just saying that. The baseball trade deadline has just passed. And, of course, we got those big-time story lines. I'm going to finish the episode with a Terrell's thought. Thought of a legend. Thought of a legend. So, we're gonna, we, of course, we're going to begin with Deshaun Watts. I was happy as I don't know what because this big board back here, I picked Cleveland to make the playoffs, thinking that he's going to get about six games because if you look at Cleveland's rec, uh, their uh, schedule, the first six games, I'm like, yo, they're going to go forward two in that. They might even be five and one. Worst worst case scenario, three and three. Because if you look at last year's two Super Bowl contenders, they both started off three and three. So I was like, go ahead and give them six. And sure enough, she gave them six games. I was hyped. Um, and before I even get into it, I am not all about what he did or didn't do or what's accused of him or whatever. 
I don't know any of the facts. I don't think we all, none of us know the facts. And that's the big problem with the whole thing. Uh, we're going by what we think. So, he was suspended six games. I was cool. I was like, all right, word up, word up. Things are going along. NFL had time to appeal. They appealed. So, now that they appealed, because they, because the world said it wasn't enough. And, I mean, I, my heart tells me it wasn't enough. I mean, you know, outside looking in, it seemed like it wasn't. A, it just felt a little dirty. But don't a lot of things in the NFL feel a little dirty? We'll get to that later on. Um, but the whole thing was, we're going to get an independent person to do it. Take it out of Roger Goodell's hands. We've seen Roger Goodell be judge, jury, and executioner. And people are complaining about all that. So they put it in somebody else's hands. Cool, cool, cool. So since we don't like the verdict, now we can appeal and it can go back into his hands. Which is a big mess. All this is a big mess now because... You know Deshaun Watson's camp's going to sue. They're going to sue the NFL. And it's going to drag on, drag on, drag on. And it's going to be in the news forever. It's going to be hanging on Cleveland's head. All this going on. La-di-da, la-di-da. We're going to get to the rest of Deshaun Watson. But I want to blend in some of the other legal issues. And then my point will be taken at the very end. So Derek and Brandon... Brace yourself for what's about to happen to you because I'm going to talk about them Dolphins, okay? But before I talk about the Dolphins, Cleveland, you ought to go ahead and call Jimmy G right now because you know the NFL is out to give him a year. Or maybe even more. You better call Jimmy G right now and go ahead and scoop him up because they're not going to let Watson play, buddy. They're not going to let Watson play. But anyway, the Dolphins. Flores was the coach. Brandon's favorite coach. He was the coach. And, um, whether he was bitter about getting fired or bitter about whatever, not keeping people under control in the locker room or what, um, he got fired. So he wanted to do the snitch rep. So he said that he got offered this money to tank games and da-da-da-da and whatever, whatever, whatever. So they investigate, they investigate. Lo and behold, they're coming out with something totally different. They're talking about tampering. they talk about the Thomas was tampering. And I'm thinking to myself, don't everybody tamper? <laughs> I mean, as an NBA NBA person, I'm like, all these super teams, they had to tamper some kind of way, yo. I mean, what? Whatever. I don't really care about that because I feel like in today's world, especially with social media, everybody's doing it some kind of way. Somebody going to know somebody that can talk to somebody about something. You know what I mean? So I wasn't really stressing about that until I saw the severity of the punishment. And then I'm like, are y'all trying to cover up something else? Because you give, you taking away a first round pick and another pick for tampering that everybody do. So digging more into it, find out it's Tom Brady and Sean Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton's had plenty of scandals enough. You know, everybody remembers Bounty Gate. That was crazy. Bounty Gate, if you don't remember, he was with the Saints and Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, talking about getting paid to hurt people and all that. And Tom Brady, I mean, he didn't been involved in every gate there is. Lowe's going to probably put up a section of gate just for him because he got gate, spy gate, this gate, deflate gate, everybody gate. So, you know, putting them in the middle of it. And then you look at the owner, Ross. This is his third time tampering. It's your third time tampering, getting caught. And they and they only find you a million dollars? What's a million dollars to an NFL owner? <laughs> I mean, that's like a buck. That's probably less than a buck to us. You know what I mean? So... Everything seemed fishy with this whole thing. Then you start digging more into it. And it's like, oh. Find out that he did say 
I value draft position over wins. Isn't that the explanation of tanking? Does that sound like tanking to me? Draft position? Because ain't no lottery in the NFL. Ain't no lottery. Ain't no draft lottery. Whether that's not fixed or not, I don't know. But that's a story for another day. But the losing, the worst team gets the best first pick. So that seems kind of funny. And then it comes out that he did say these comments to him about the money. But then they say, oh, he was wink, wink. You know, wink, wink. I'm just joking. <laughs> you just joking to see if he's going to take it or not. Because if he's going to take it, you're going to give him the money. Don't play these games, man. There's no way in the world, there's no way in the world that this guy only loses a first-round pick. But they know if they admitted these things, he would probably be forced to sell his team. Because you can't allow that. You suspend Calvin Ridley for a whole year, wasn't even playing, for betting on games. And and save it's because it's it's about the solidarity of the NFL and the purity of the NFL. We have to make sure everything's per. You got an owner out here trying to tank. Trying to tank. Wink, wink, tank. And you ain't doing nothing to him. He's still there. What, he what, We got a few months off, whatever. What's a, what's a few months to our owner? Who cares? He needs to be gone. He needs to be gone. He needs to be gone. So, I think the whole thing is not enough for the Dolphins. But they don't want to make it too much because they don't want him to lose his team. Now that makes you wonder how many other teams value draft position over wins. You're absolutely right, Keith. That's what I be trying to say. That's why I hate the worst team in the NFL getting the first pick. Because there's some veterans on these teams that are busting their butts. Blood, everything, sweat and tears, trying to get, trying to do anything to win. But your team sucks and, and they don't care. So you're gone. They don't look at your value. And then we look at guys like Daniel Snyder. This guy's in the middle of the world on his yacht. Congress looking for him. It's advertisements, leaving sponsors, leaving allegations everywhere. You look at Deshaun Watson, there's no proof of anything. There's what we think. There's what we think that we're hearing. And, of course, I believe there's smoke, there's fire. I'm sure there was tons of things going on. But there's still no proof. This guy, Daniel Snyder, you can't even get him. He ain't trying to testify to this, this, this. But what is it going to take for people to lose their teams? What is it going to take for them to lose their teams? If you don't get no proof on tape, or nothing like that. They don't want people to lose their teams because they're scared one owner lose their team. That owner's gonna start singing like a bird on some of the other owners about things they're doing. And then you got what's going on. You got crazy. So Roger Goodell should not get involved in this at all with Watson. Let somebody else come up with it and blame it on them, in my opinion. Because all it takes is one owner to come out and get fired or whatever, whatever, and start singing. And then you got problems in the holy. Holy, because the judge for the Watson case already said owners don't get judged like players do. They got their own kind of rules and stipulations and things. This is the judge saying that. This is the judge saying that. I do remember um, Mr. Robert Kraft. I remember watching on the news. He got rubbed and tugged coming out of there. I don't even know what his punishment was. What was his punishment? (laughs) I I can't even remember what his punishment was. The Cowboys, they out here recording cheerleaders in the bathroom, saving pictures, doing all kinds of things. I don't remember no punishment. And you know Jerry Jones had many things going on. I don't remember those punishments either. So what I'm saying is these owners are getting away with a lot of things. But you can't suspend Calvin Ridley for a year for betting on something that ain't even got nothing involved with for the integrity of the game. When you got an owner out here, wink, 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 
doing things that hurts the integrity of the game. And he only getting a hand smack and a million dollars. Come on, bro. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So at the end of the day, coming back to Watson, comparing Watson's suspension to others, Ridley, it was a fact that he did this. Hopkins, it was a fact that he had Trace in his in his blood. Ray Rice, it was a fact that he punched her in her face on the elevator, then dragged her, you know, dragged her off. These are facts. And so then when we look at when we look at Watson, we say there's 24 people. They only interviewed they only interviewed four of them. But don't forget 20 of them settled. So maybe in that settlement they couldn't testify. We don't know. Maybe they couldn't because I think 24 did 20 and 4 left over. That's a weird way that that equals out the same. So they can say, oh, we picked the four, the four harshest on. We can, they can say that all they want to. But the math equals the ones that didn't get that didn't get that money are the ones that they interviewed. So and still no facts came out. Still no facts came out. Here's my biggest thing with Deshaun Watts. And like I said, smoke there's fire. I'm sure he's a crumb bag. And I'm sure he did some stuff that we don't even want to think about doing because he felt entitled because he's rich. Sorry, that's what money does to people sometimes. But on the other hand, if you read what the judge also said, she said he was making them have oral sex. And and he was masturbating and things and things of that nature. But nothing he did was violent. Everything was nonviolent. That's why she did six games. I don't know about you guys, but if you're trying to get oral sex from a lady that doesn't want to be there or doesn't want to do it, and you're not violent with her at all, you must have a mean stare. You like, or you must have a deep throat or something that you're saying to her. I don't know how you doing that without being violent. So that always puts something in my mind. And I'm not saying women are lying about things to get money. I'm not. And that's the problem because there's a, there's a bunch of them that is. And that makes it so bad for the one that's not. And that sucks. And I hate for any woman that had to go through any kind of trauma or things. Because that will stick with you forever, yo. That's not a game. That's not a game. Even some of the ones that got money. I'm not saying that they didn't have it. They still got trauma too. That money's only going to last for so long. That's going to stay in your mind forever. So, I just look at things like God's going to handle whatever, whatever. He can enjoy his life here with his money and his massages and everything else. If he did wrong, he'll be taken care of. That's just the way I look at it. You know what I mean? So, I like to hear what else y'all say about that. I know in the Raw show, everybody's got something to say. And um, hopefully we'll talk about that on Tease Take. Don't forget, 9 o'clock Tease Take. Go ahead and subscribe to him right now. Anyway, but some guys that got the bag. Shaman, your boy Debo got the bag. I think it was smart for San Francisco to only give him three years. Because he does run the ball. He does have incentives to run the ball. So, But you can't give him more than three years. I think it was smart. I think it was going to help Trey Lance. And I think the 49ers are one of those teams that the Rams need to be scared about. I honestly do. I honestly do. So good job for Debo. Good job for the 49ers. Y'all handled it well. I was nervous about him being on the field before he got his money. But good for you. Now a guy that wasn't on the field until he got his money, I think is an idiot. <laughs> DK Metcalf. You held out, you got your money. Yo, if you'd have held out for a little bit longer, a little bit longer, the most valuable team in sports, the Dallas Cowboys, valued at $7.64 billion. They need a wide receiver badly, yo. They need a wide receiver. 
Oh, James Washington, the 18th string Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers out. And now all they got is CeeDee Lamb and some, and some rookies. I don't care because I don't like Dallas. Practically, I can't stand Dallas. And I won't say hate because I like some George Teague now because he showed me some love. But I can't mess with Dallas. <laughs> but DK Metcalf, you could have stayed. You could Now you're getting the ball from who? Geno Smith, Drew Lott, or, or a rookie next year. So you're going to spend two of your three years not getting no production, not helping your cause at all. No Pro Bowls, no Hall of Fame, no nothing. You could have went to Dallas and became Des Bryant 2.0. I don't know. I think you're both overrated. But, yeah, but, I mean, it could have been like that. It could have been like that. Um, and going back to the Cowboys before I get on George Teague's thing real quick. I did pick them, but that's probably because of a hate them, man, because I hate them. So if I pick them, maybe I'll get that Brandon Hansborough jinx and they'll finish in last place. <laughs> but um, you know what I think, talking to my son, because now he's getting into the clothing business and the clothing lines and things of that nature. I'm, I've always tried to figure out why the Cowboys, as mediocre as they are, mediocre as they are, why are they the most popular and why are they America's team? Why? It's the logo. It's the logo. It's the star that makes them. Think about it. When you're getting recruited, it's like, how many stars you got? You're a five-star. Uh, uh, any game show, how many stars? It's stars. Stars shine bright. This, that star warps people's mind to think that they are a great franchise. I, I, I don't know what it is, but it has to be something like that. Because the color scheme, I mean, I guess blue and silver, yeah, it's probably better than our color scheme. But, yeah, it's better than ours. <laughs> What'd you say, Tommy? DK's contract is really only going to hold him for two more years. Yeah, exactly. It's only going to hold you for two more years, but this year you're going to be with who? Geno Smith or Drew Locke, and then next year they're going to be suck, so they're probably going to get the Alabama quarterback or the Ohio State quarterback, and what's he going to do for you for those two years? How are you going to get a bigger contract if you can't put up numbers? That's my that's my point. So you can renege on that, or you can save it for Friday, whatever you want to do. But um, So that's my football take real quick. I don't want to go too deep into it because I got to save some for Mr. Teague. He going to get some of it. But baseball. Baseball talk. Trade deadline just ended. I'm sorry, Drew. My man, Drew Harlow, who's on the Raw show. We haven't seen him in a while. We miss you, Drew. But I'm going to kick your butt in fantasy because you're in my fantasy, on my division in fantasy league. Um, Soto to the Padres. The Padres. This low market team, the Padres. They went out and gave up their whole farm system to get him. I think it's smart. He's 23 years old. You're guaranteed to have him for three postseason runs. Yeah, you're 11 and a half games behind the Dodgers, who have the best record in baseball. And rest in peace, Vin Scully, the best broadcaster ever. Um, you know, he's past my generation, but I've, I've seen, I've heard the iconic things. The best storyteller there is as a broadcaster. He literally made you sit there and think you were at the game. At the game. When you're listening to him, it's kind of like some Scarface. My mind's trying, playing tricks on me. Y'all know that song? Yo, listen to that song. I thought I was watching these <laughs> dudes punching the concrete, all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. Anyway, Vince Scully, rest in peace. Uh, the greatest to ever do it. But the Padres down 11 and a half games to the Dodgers. The Dodgers look great. Mookie Betts and them boys. But I don't think they can handle Juan Soto, Manny Machado, and Fernando Tatiste. It's all even when we get to the playoffs. 
You know what I'm saying? You might be up, you might be winning the division, but it's all even when we get to the playoffs. Because I only thought it was going to be the Braves, Mets, and Dodgers. Now I'm going to throw in the Padres in that. And yeah, since we're talking about my Mets, we're still up two and a half games. And we just feel the need of DH and a bullpen. And Jacob DeGrom is back. Jacob DeGrom threw a, he hit 102 miles per hour, had six strikeouts last. Even though we blew a big lead to the Nationals, we needed that win. It feels good to have him back because I know if we get in the playoffs, it's all about pitching. Pitching will get you through it. And if we get there, I feel really comfortable about us because the Dodgers got pitchers. I mean, Scherzer's that guy, but he's getting older. And Kershaw, we know what he does in the postseason. I just want to get past the Braves. But in the other other side, the Yankees, who's also won 70 games, 11 games up on the Blue Jays, who was my pick to go to the World Series against the Mets. I don't have faith in the Yankees, dude. I, Aaron Judge will not be a Yankee next year, and I think everybody knows it, and I think they know that they have to win, which gives them more pressure on them. I think the Astros, they've won 67 games. They're 11 games up in their division, too. But I see the Astros lose. I was just over Swole Daddy in uh, Kendall's house the other night, and I said, the Astros lose games that they shouldn't lose. But they beat the Dodgers, the Mets, and they've destroyed the Yankees. So they step up when it matters. And that's what that's what it's all about. Um, I think it's going to be Astros-Mets. 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 So that's, that's, that's our baseball talk. You know I don't get in too much of that, too much of that at all. Um, like I said, I have to get ready for Teague's take. If you haven't subscribed to Teague's take, subscribe to it. George Teague's an amazing guy, athlete, everything about him. He's a wonderful guy. Um, but Terrell's thought to end the show. Um, Got to pay homage to Bill Russell. Bill Russell just passed away at the age of 88. This guy won 11 out of 12 NBA championships. He won eight straight titles during that during that span. Eight straight. Eight straight during that span. Won two straight NCAA tournaments at San Francisco. And then in 1956, he won an Olympic gold medal. He was the NBA's first black head coach. And he was a player coach for the Celtics when they won the last two. I mean, all the accomplishments. I can go through the All-Stars. I can go through all these things. The, the way he innovated the block shot and everything. But what makes Bill Russell such a special person is he's remembered more for, you know, for having the first integrated basketball camp. And we look how AAU and everything's taking over the industry. We're seeing everybody, Bronny out here, AAU, all these different things. Blah, 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 blah. He had the first integrated one. Bill Russell did. His commitment to winning, his commitment to social justice, his commitment to civil rights unparalleled, especially in that generation in that time period, playing for the Boston Celtics, getting called the N-word while he's winning national, winning championships for their franchise. It, it's unbelievable to deal with, to understand the things that he had to deal with and to stay positive to win for somebody that's booing you and calling you all these racist names. It's unbelievable. And you know, it's so unbelievable that he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Barack Obama. Bill Russell, in a nutshell, amazing Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore, basketball talent, but even higher as a man and as a black man and athlete in the times when it wasn't looked upon to be 
a great black man athlete. It wasn't no shut up and dribble then. He didn't care. Bill Russell did it at the age of 88. That's Terrell's thoughts to you. And that's coming from a Laker fan. It's coming from a Laker fan. So that's it, guys. appreciate you tuning in live. All the people that commented, all the people that watch. Thank you so much. Realism Live Sports Talk, episode 112. Every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. Be on the lookout for the Pacheco boys, Coach Angel and his three boys. These boys, my familia, I love that. And then Kendall, Aaron's assistant women's golf coach. She will be on here. I will put out the flyers for all that. I'll put it on social media. Um, I can't wait. Keep them coming in. If you know some local talent around here that we need to push, because you know this is a dead area. We need to promote these guys. This is our future. You know what I mean? If they out here doing good things, they're not out here doing the bad things. You know, and check us out Friday night on Raw. Me and the fellas, Tommy Brandon, Keith, Chris, Swole, Javon. If Drew can make it, check us out. We're going to be talking about fantasy. Talking about, we got to beat George T. Loves to my mama back there. Relative Sports Talk, episode 112. Thank y'all. Appreciate it.